listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 20th of September 2021. The Australian share market today had its worst day in almost seven months. The S&P ASX 200 today down by 2.1%, 7,248. For all the details, I spoke earlier with Julia Lee from Berman Invest. Julia, not a good start to the week. Why is the market down so much? We are seeing some sharp falls for the Aussie share market, and I guess there are a couple of key risks for the market. First of all, we did see a negative lead coming through for, from the US stock market on Friday, but also investors are a little bit nervous about what's happening with Evergrande over in China, and also the FOMC meeting, the US central bank meeting this week as well, and talk of tapering. Add into the mix that there is less liquidity on the markets because a lot of the markets around our region are closed for the Autumn Harvest Festival. So the lack of liquidity in our region, together with some of those key risks and that negative lead on Wall Street means we are seeing the market tumble. Okay, one of the reasons, I guess, is we're seeing the um, the iron ore price continuing to fall. There are continued concerns about uh, this massive property group in China called Evergrande. Last week, iron ore prices had their biggest fall on record for the week. What's your read on the space, given that, that serious fall and the related falls in iron ore company share prices? Do they look attractive right now? <laughs> Ricardo, when you see prices tumbling as quickly and as fast as they have, the I guess the the a lot of investors want to think that things are looking relatively cheap. But the bigger question is, how have things changed? And I guess having a look across the commodity space, and not all commodities are moving the same and are built the same. In terms of iron ore, if you have a look at what it's used for, it's used in steel production. And if you have a look at what we use steel for, it's for infrastructure. It's to build the buildings, build the bridges. So the fact we are seeing China's largest property company potentially going bust means that the iron ore prices under pressure add into the mix that we are seeing a bit of a policy shift in China. We have been seeing the Chinese government moving more towards sustainable practices, equality, and that means that we are seeing a shift in terms of where it's directing its funds. And then, of course, Beijing Winter Olympics next February, um, you know, part of uh, steel production is around pollution as well. So we're expecting to see those steel curbs so that there's less pollution for those Olympics. So look, in the second half of the financial year, next year, we're expecting to see a bit more demand for iron ore coming through from spending by the Chinese government, given that we have seen the Chinese economy starting to slow and more infrastructure building and spending. But for the time being, it looks like short-term weakness. It's not all commodities that's going down, is it though, Julia? It isn't all commodities. And what we are seeing is that in the commodity space, there are different drivers at the moment. I mean, we spoke about China, but the other one is the world moving towards net zero. And that means a lot more electric vehicles. Um, and we have seen already, I guess, a lot of those battery companies really are seeing some strong gains in 2021. That move towards net zero isn't likely to slow down anytime soon, despite the policy shifts that we are seeing in China. 
China. So when we look at the commodity space, I don't think it's right to look at it as a blanket commodity space, but have a look at the key drivers at the moment because there are, are a few key drivers. And whenever you look at commodities, you look at supply versus demand. And of course, China is a big consumer of commodities, but the other one is the world moving towards net zero. The other thing that may drive the market this week is the USFOMC meeting. What are the possible outcomes? And if we do get heightened taper talk, how will it impact investments? Well, investors don't like the talk of TAFER because we know that easy monetary policy has been supporting asset prices, whether it's property prices or whether it's the stock market. So talk of tapering and winding back some of that support for the economy is making investors jittery. Our key position is that we don't think that the Federal Reserve is going to change its stance from what we saw last month. We're probably more likely to hear about tapering in the December meeting when there's a couple more reads in terms of the employment and the jobs market over in the US. We know that the last jobs print was weaker than expected. So I expect the Federal Reserve to wait for a little bit more data before moving on tapering. And of course, at the moment, we know that COVID cases are rising over in the US. There's a bit of a China slowdown and the jobs market hasn't been as strong as expected in the US. Julia Lee there from Berman Invest. We also saw some corporate news today in terms of merger and acquisition activity. First of all, Transurban, it was the winning bidder for the 49% of the West Connects motorway that it didn't already own. It purchased that from the state government of New South Wales for $11.1 billion. Also saw power supply operator uh, or power grid operator Osnet at the centre of a takeover offer of itself um, for around $10 billion by a Canadian equity group. So for more on that, here's Julia Lee. There's been a lot of takeover activity on the market and for investors, who want to try and pinpoint those companies that are likely to be taken over. I guess there's a few different baskets of potential takeover targets. One is when you look at companies that have vital infrastructure with stable cash flows um, and also stable cash flows for a long period of time. And we've already seen companies like that um, already being hit, things like Sydney airports, and today we've seen Osnet as well. There's also another basket where prices have fallen so much that they become a value play. So these companies are simply so cheap, they become a takeover target. And then the third basket is a takeover play when you see a company in trouble and private equity might come in to try and turn things around and add value or even sell off parts um, to try and realize value. And one of the things that investors can do is have a look at the major shareholder list to see whether there are companies that are likely to take over the whole business in the top 20 shareholders but otherwise you know it's a hard strategy trying to buy for a takeover because in the meanwhile business continues on and we know that the key driver of earnings in the long term uh, the key driver of share price in the long term is earnings julia lee there from berman invest this sbs on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.